Hello, and welcome to edition five of the Harmony UK podcast. Out on the road once again to report on some vital preparations for what's sometimes described as the Olympics of Women's Barbershop. Yes, three UK choruses, Heartbeat, Viva Acapella, and Vocal Dimension will be travelling from the UK to Las Vegas in October to compete against the world's best at the Sweet Adeline's International Convention. This is Vocal Dimension, and we'll be joining them at a school in North Surrey at a crucial moment in their preparations as they perform their contest set for the very first time. The main pressure point we're putting on ourselves is having the audience and having a knowledgeable barbershop audience. And there are few more knowledgeable barbershoppers than David Sangster, musical director of Edinburgh's gold medal winning Fourth Valley Chorus. He'll be here to offer some coaching tips. It's more about encouraging the singers to feel good about what they're doing. If they don't look like they're enjoying it, the audience can't share it. Plus... What's it like to take over an accomplished chorus like Windsor's Royal Harmonics if you're entirely new to barbershop? There's quite a lot more difference, including the tuning system and various other aspects, such as um, many members not being able to read music and you know learning from teach strikes, which is a standard barbershop thing to do. Sean Bowie, Windsor's new director, will be telling us what's surprised, what's challenged, and also what's delighted him about his new post. First, as already mentioned, we're here in Red Hill, a special day for Vocal Dimension Chorus, who will be travelling to Las Vegas in October to represent Sweet Adeline's Region 31. Uh, with me is Emma Riley, who's their uh, assistant director. Emma, what, what's the idea behind today? Today is all about uh, putting ourselves under a little bit of audience pressure, trying to do our singing when we have people in front of us. What we're doing today is we're having as many barbershoppers down into the, our audience as possible so we can get good feedback from people who know what they're listening to and enjoy what they're listening to. Comments on what we're doing, do we do the story right, that kind of thing. Um, we'll be doing our full set to begin with. Then we have um, our guest in choir, who are one of our local choruses here, a couple of men's quartets, and then we'll do our full uh, chorus um, Vegas set again, so we can get good feedback. So not only are you getting feedback, but you're providing a little bit of a show with the help of fellow barbershoppers for those who, who come to see you. Absolutely. We wanted to get as much um, variety as we could in. Uh, and the inquiry is an inclusive choir, uh, so it's not going to be barbershop, so it's nice to have something different on the, on the bill as well. We'll look forward to hearing all of those people. In the meantime, I wanted to ask you about your last visit to Baltimore, because you've done this before, you've taken part in internationals. How much is this stemming from what you learned last time? Uh, I think we definitely learned that it was good to get uh, a performance under your belts with people in front of you. Uh, last time we did that at the regional convention. This year we didn't do it at a regional convention because they changed their format slightly and we decided not to compete. So we, we scheduled this date instead. Um, we also learned uh, it's all about that repetition and it's also about doing it until you're smooth with it and then starting to look at the timings and taking a few bits here and there out. So it's just getting comfortable with it, getting smooth with it. It and really knowing your stuff so that when you go onto that stage, you know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to do exactly the same as you've done in your rehearsal and it all goes as it should.
Well, it all sounds very exciting. We shall look forward to hearing more about it and finding out what happens during the course of the podcast. For now, we're going to move a little further north. This train is now approaching its final stop, Windsor and Eaton Riverside. Yes, a short hop takes us from Red Hill in Surrey to historic Windsor in Berkshire. Planes overhead approaching and leaving Heathrow. Tourists strolling around the ancient castle. Uh, no flags, so the royal family aren't in residence today. But never mind, it's the royal harmonics that we've come to see. The Royal Harmonics are an ambitious chorus. They took fourth place at the Babs Convention in Harrogate in 2016, but their eyes are firmly set on winning that gold medal one day. Their new director, Sean Bowie, has a great deal of experience with other styles of choral music, but so far as Barbershop is concerned, he says he's a novice. So what's going on? My name is Sean Bowie. I am the chorus director for the Royal Harmonics. <laughs> I'm uh, James Dubois and I'm the chairman of Windsor A Cappella, the parent club for the Royal Harmonics. Thanks very much indeed to both of you for joining us. Uh, Sean, how long have you been with the chorus now? Um, well, I began with the chorus in March, so only a few months. But before that, you have a great deal of experience outside the barbershop world. Um, yes, I've been conducting various choirs for roughly the last five years, a chamber choir, a church choir, and also a choral society. But it's a very different world moving into barbershop. Well, tell us about that. What, what was it that interested you in the Royal Harmonics to begin with? I have to say, I think it was the performance aspect. I absolutely love that. Somehow it just sends tingles down my spine when watching it live. Um, and I've always admired barbershop, but never really been involved in it before. And also seeing choruses which I hadn't really seen before uh, I'd seen quite a few quartets around and heard them on YouTube etc but hadn't really seen choruses and they just have the wow factor when it comes to choreography and putting the final kind of performance touches onto the music I suppose so the performance then is that, that's the essential difference between what we do and, and, and other forms of choral music is it well as it transpires there's quite a lot more difference including the tuning system and various other aspects such as um, many members not being able to read music and you know learning from teach tracks which is a standard barbershop thing to do which is brilliant because it just brings more people in makes singing more accessible to more people i was going to ask you what what was the most surprising thing to you about coming into the barbershop world then that they accepted me with very little barbershop experience <laughs> well let's move on then to james dubois because uh, you accepted Sean, as he says, with, with very little experience. But, of course, your previous director was a very experienced barbershop man. Yes, John Palmer, known as JP, is extremely well known in the barbershop world, a former gold medalist in both chorus and quartet, 
uh, with Cambridge and the Cambridge Blues, and he was with us for best part of eight years. But that involved an awful lot of travelling for him, and I, I think that we probably exhausted each other uh, one way or another. We were very sad to see him go, and um, he went with our every best wish. And so, bringing in somebody from outside the barbershop world, did you see it as something of a risk? Well, life is a risk, but we ran a recruitment process by advertising in all the major musical groups like Babs and Labs and Making Music and ABCD. And we looked at all the people that applied, uh, whittled it down to a short list, and we interviewed the people and... Sean was our unanimous choice. Unanimous then, what was it about Sean that appealed to you particularly? Well, he lives very close by. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was a help, because certainly it's better to have somebody who is close by, um, because it makes communications a lot easier. But uh, secondly, technically, what we felt that we lacked was quality of singing and precision and th- this is something that Sean can bring to us and we felt that he was sufficiently smart to learn the barbershop funny way of doing things but what we would get out of it is that we might actually learn how to sing in a better style your first appearance at the babs convention was a bit of a baptism of fire wasn't it tell us about that um yes it was um definitely a baptism of fire as you say uh we bear in mind i started at the beginning of march and the convention was at the end of may so we had about two and a half months in which to prepare for the convention But it was a great experience and I have never been to a contest or, well, convention or anything where I felt so welcomed by so many people. The family atmosphere of Barbershop is just amazing and so getting onto stage didn't worry me because no matter how we did, it didn't matter, everyone would cheer you on. And in fact, your introduction to the Babs audience, you had a bit of fun with it, didn't you? Oh, definitely. Contestant number 34 from Windsor... Under the direction of John Palmer, the Royal Harmonics. It was a, an idea that chorus members came up with um, originally and I felt I should fully embrace. I thought it was a great way to hand over um, and I was just so happy that JP was willing to be involved. He was a good sport, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. And we couldn't have done it without him. It wouldn't have been the same. Stewards, the doors already closed. Good. From Windsor... Under the direction of Sean. <laughs> Under the direction of Sean Bewey, the Royal Harmonics. Thank you. 
same time that song after you've gone it's uh, it's got uh, it, it's got some fairly bad lyrics to it you'll be blue you'll be sad you'll be the, you'll miss the dearest pal you ever had there'll come a time when you'll regret it is there a tiny bit at the back of your mind that maybe thought mm, appropriate song uh, yes uh, absolutely um, and in fact um, it was JP himself who suggested that we might actually have that song and use it as a parody. In the end, it all worked ex- extremely well, and anybody seeing the video of it, I think, will get the message that we were sad to see JP go, but we fully embrace Sean, who is our guy. Sean, you are now the chorus's guy. We're going to see you um, rehearsing in a moment with the chorus because we are sitting in the holiday and just next door to where the Royal Harmonics uh, meet each week. Is there anything particularly different in what you do with the Royal Harmonics compared to your, your other choirs? Well, I suppose the first major difference is not mu- using music, as in physical sheet music, when we rehearse or trying not to, and also when we perform. So in many of the other choirs uh, I work with, we often have a programme that is different for every concert, and therefore everyone is reading from sheet music, and also I'm conducting from sheet music. So um, committing everything to memory is probably the biggest challenge and the, the biggest difference, I'd say. Are teach tracks as good a learning tool as sheet music? I've, I've seen some people who are musicians suggest that if you've got the score in front of you, you're more able to interpret than if you're remembering from memory somebody else's interpretation on a tape. I think it's difficult. I think teach tracks are a brilliant tool, especially for those people who can't read music, and it's a vital tool to allow people who aren't classically trained musicians to enter the wonderful world of singing, especially you know, in, into such a great genre. I think the thing with singing in a chorus especially is that the interpretation at the end of the day is down to the director. So it doesn't matter whether you read the sheet music or not. It's the director's job to ensure that their interpretation is what is put across to the audience by telling the, uh, or explaining or showing the chorus what they want. I also think that chorus members who learn from teach tracks actually I found very flexible so if we've changed the interpretation they've normally learnt it sufficiently well from the teach track to, and then taken it to rehearsal and that I'm able to mould it to what I need it to be Are you still on a steep learning curve with the chorus? I think so <laughs> absolutely there's still a whole back catalogue of music to learn and that's quite daunting at times but I'm getting there slowly <laughs> And you've also just come back from Harmony University. I have indeed. I had a great time. What was it like? Absolutely mind-blowing in every sense of the word. America, as you probably know, is just does things in a big way. And it was total barbershop immersion. And I learnt 
masses, I suppose, uh, from them. And I feel I could go back every year for the next 20 years and still learn brand new things every time. Are there things then that other genres of music could learn from the way that Barbershop does things, do you think? Yes, I think if the classical world was more willing... Well, I say more willing, I think some, some choirs are, but some aren't, and it would be great to see more choirs using things like Teach Tracks, which are available for classical pieces as well, to help get those who are currently scared of singing choirs because they think they have to read music, um, to approach those people and persuade them to come in and sing with those choirs, I suppose. And what about ourselves? Is there something that barbershoppers could take from, from other types of choral music? Because some people do suggest that we're a, a little introspective sometimes. I don't see that to be the case, or thus far I haven't. I think that Barbershop is very willing to embrace the outside world and the classical scene, and clearly the Royal Harmonics are by having taken me on as a director, um, and I'm very fortunate to be their director. I think the thing with Barbershop is it, ha- it does have a different tuning system and things like that, so there are subtle differences that really do make it different and unique. And obviously we don't want to lose the uniqueness of Barbershop, but there's lots to cross over between the two and it would be great to see more Barbershop singers in classical choirs, but also more kind of uh, people who sing in classical choirs in Barbershop. I think there's a great opportunity for crossover. Well, with rehearsals underway and Sean teaching the chorus a tag, let's slip away because it's time now to get back to Red Hill and Vocal Dimensions preparations for international competition in Las Vegas later this year. But how to get there? Well, I suppose we could use the train, but it might be a bit quicker to hop aboard this passing music link. Hmm, cheaper too. Well, as you can hear, while we've been away, the audience has started to gather here at Warwick School. Uh, Vocal Dimension and their director, Valerie Taylor, have just finished what I'm told was a gruelling three-hour coaching session with David Sangster. Now, David is a highly regarded coach who knows a thing or two about top-level competition. He's the director of Edinburgh's Fourth Valley Chorus, the current champions of Sweet Adeline's Region 31, which covers the UK, Ireland and the Netherlands. So, what's his role here with Vocal Dimension this afternoon? Hi there. Um, well, I, I, Valerie asked me to come down uh, and work with the chorus today uh, in advance of a performance that they're giving for family and friends. Uh, she wanted them to have exposure in a, a pressure performance situation, but also she wanted to get some coaching in when they would all be together. So I've had to do a very intensive hour, uh, two hours and a bit of coaching and get through as much as possible. Um, what we've been focusing on is the uh, sort of size and scale and scope of the performance for a small and very, very able chorus like this, uh, singing in a huge international arena. It's so important that they sing in a way and perform in a way that will get right out to the audience in a large arena. So a lot of the work that we've been doing has been on expanding their sound, expanding the scope of their performance and uh, making it alive for a big arena. So. We're about two months away, I suppose, from that performance as we're recording at the moment. What sort of difference at this stage can coaching make? Uh, the, the coaching always has to be tailored to the, the distance that you are from the contest itself. So today we had a slight... Um, decision to make whether we were coaching for the performance this afternoon or whether we were coaching looking ahead to Vegas so what Valerie and I agreed was a compromise, we would leave some things that could be worked on 
between now and Vegas, but at least the headlines were there, little examples were given, now expand it for the whole song. Um, other stuff was in the moment, making a big impact, making it more exciting, more enjoyable, more audience-friendly and more audience-reach, which will pay dividends today as well as in Vegas. Is there anything fundamentally different that you have to do in front of 8,000 people, for example, that you would do differently in front of an audience like today? Uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe have 100, 150 years. That's a really interesting question. The what you you still have to sing well if you allow your singing to change because you're thinking about I have to reach all these people you will over sing um, if you are too small and contained in the way that you perform it won't reach out to the audience now in the uh, arenas that they have for international competition there are big screens it's like a rock concert in certain places there is amplification as well so what the chorus should focus on doing is simply performing in a way that is opened up to a large audience allow the technical stuff to do its job and still sing the best singing that they possibly can the judges mark quality singing in the end and of course There is the difference that when you you survey those 8,000 people who are looking at you uh, and expecting something of you, I should imagine that that can bring on stage fright. I think it would probably bring on stage fright in me. Yes, and um, when when we're coaching, I I always feel I have to be very careful not to say words like nervous or fright. or um, It's more about encouraging the singers to feel good about what they're doing if they don't look like they're enjoying it the audience can't share it so I've been talking today about singing and performing in such a way that an audience can share it but with a confidence that allows the audience to relax so we don't talk about if you're nervous do this if you're terrified do that all that is doing is putting into the singer's minds the possibility of being terrified of being nervous and it can be reinforced so instead we turn it the other way around now of course you've already had your own success this year at gateshead with fourth valley chorus Uh, let's just pause a moment and uh, and have a little reminder of that success That. What, what does it feel like to win gold? <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> um, what was so wonderful about the experience that we had this time, um, we were pleased to have a late draw because that meant that a lot of the other choruses would be in the hall, and uh, but that also creates its own um, pressure potentially in that you have a very full audience and there is a buzz of expectation. The other thing that we had was one of our 
great rivals. Uh, Leicester City was on right before us, so there were two of the people who were expected to be contenders were performing back-to-back. So we decided that that just had to be a good thing and let's just go on and be amazing and let the judges do their job. But um, what I felt as a director we had worked on the most was, apart from doing all the usual technical stuff, to raise our level, I myself had to actually get out of the way of the course a bit more. Um, And I was encouraged to do that with fantastic coaching from Sandy Marin, uh, the director of Lionsgate Course, who came over, also a sound judge in Sweet Adelines. Um, She came over and worked with me on minimising some of the directing signals, handing the baton over to the chorus. The chorus were in on this. um, And what I experienced was just a wave of sound and performance and joy washing right over me and out to the audience. When we heard heard the response to the first song, everybody was kind of buoyed up and they just went flying into the uptune. We had the wonderful thing that all barbershoppers dream of, which is... Uh, some audience noise and reaction during a song that happened to us maybe two or three times in the uptune and that is such a wonderful feeling because you know that the audience are enjoying what you're doing So the big thing for us was that we felt we really reached out to the hall and we, we felt that we managed to set the hall alight and that that was tangible for us and it was so rewarding. We were so grateful that the audience were so demonstrative. Uh, to win gold is just, well, that's what we're there for. You're there to compete. So the winning gold is the best you can do. And finally, how is the year going so far? Was that... Uh winning performance the highlight do you think or, or are there other highlights on the horizon for you? so far this year that has been the highlight uh, we have a, a Christmas show coming up later on which we're focusing on as well and I've finally agreed to do a Christmas show after many years of saying I don't like working on Christmas material you don't like Christmas August. material no no, I, no 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 you don't interrupt me there I don't like working on Christmas material in the summer is what I mean uh, however I've agreed to it that we are already working on the man with the bag and other Christmas material in July August so we're, we're going for it Uh, The big challenge after that massive highlight, and it was our best ever score, and it was the best score that the region had ever seen, and it it can't not be a huge highlight, We are is is sustaining that uh, level of performance that we managed to get to for the contest. That's been the biggest challenge. So in rehearsals, we've been focusing on trying to stay singing at A level in every single way, in every single song. The chorus have been up for it because they were so high after their their result and I've just had to try and tap into that. So that's been our goal and uh, we look forward to Vegas will probably be the next huge event but we have plenty of performances before then. Well David, thank you very much indeed. Um, All the very best to you and to Fourth Valley Chorus and um, given that it's August, can I be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas? Thank you very much and how appropriate. Thank you, John. (laughs)
it's closer than you think that festive season. And while we leave David Sangster to enjoy a well-deserved cup of tea, uh, let me remind you that we would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you at Harmony UK Podcast if you've got any thoughts, ideas or suggestions for future editions. Uh, do uh, contact me either by email at the address harmonyukpod at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can tweet at harmonyukpod or you can find the Harmony UK Podcast page on Facebook. Well, here we are in the corridor, and um, well, there's the Royal Harmonics uh, just rehearsing in the stairwell. That's uh, that's very barbershop, that is. following me. No, seriously, uh, the Royal Harmonics are here this afternoon to sing a couple of songs for the audience. But coming back to the main event, I'm wondering about the sheer complexity of the contest set that Vocal Dimension have had to prepare. For most contests I've seen, uh, the choruses sing just a, a couple of songs, usually one up tune and a ballad. But Sweet Adeline's International is different. They seem to go in for a sort of 15-minute mini-musical. Several songs presented as part of a story with dialogue and even the odd bit of acting between numbers. So how does it all work? Well, let's ask the chorus's assistant director, Emma Riley. It is slightly different this year, in fact, because when we competed last time, it was two songs and a 15-minute package that you had to put together with MC work and a theme of some description. Uh, this time around, they've changed the scoring. So instead of having two barbershop songs that are 100 points each per judge, you have one barbershop song that's 100 points each per judge. The other 100 points is then across the entire performance package. So whereas a lot of the time, or some of the time at International, you might see a chorus do two amazing barbershop songs, and then the theme is okay, it's, but it's nothing really to write home about, you could get away with that and still get yourself some really good medals. This time around, they're making much more uh, of the performance aspect. I really think that's the best way that Sweet Adelines is moving into the future. It should be about performance. It should be about bringing a message to an audience and uh, getting them to enjoy what you're uh, giving them. And last time, I I watched your last set, the the performance had a theme, didn't it? You had a tennis theme last time. It was Wimbledon with two British participants (laughs) for the first time at the uh, women's final, yes. Six games all in the final set, and they're so evenly matched. Now it's looking like it's going to absolutely throw it down with rain. Oh, I do so hope the rain doesn't ruin either of the players' dreams. Oh no, ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the umpire has just announced the play is suspended for rain. What a terrible shame. You cannot be serious! With her old injury, Annette could really stiffen up. You can feel the tension mounting. If only she could win just this once, it would be so sweet. Sweet dreams are This time it's a slightly different theme. Are you going to tell us about that? Well, 
we should perhaps keep it a little bit under wraps, I think. But uh, I think people will enjoy it and understand it. But actually, you, you've got to do somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes. How many songs does that work out as? So we have four songs in our set. Uh, and it, it, we've measured exactly how much the songs are, and now we have to kind of fit our uh, words around it. So we may not be exactly on time t- today, but we'll definitely be on time when we get on that stage in Las Vegas. What happens if you exceed 15 minutes? Uh, every second means another point off. Ooh, that's, that's a bit scary. Yes, so 12 seconds means 12 points off. But you might exceed it just a little bit today, Dave, on, the, on, on this very first time. It's entirely probable, yes. <laughs> which, which brings me to another question, really. I mean, how, how far is it possible to replicate the sort of conditions that you're going to face in Las Vegas in this huge venue um, in this school hall that we're in here in Red Hill? There's no way that we could replicate being on stage in Las Vegas in the Garden Arena, which seats around 6,500 people, something like that, with all the lights, the jumbotrons, and all of that going on. It's, it's an, an impossibility. Um, and we certainly don't have the funds to be taking Wembley Arena, for example, just to try it out. So it's about having people who know and people who enjoy Barbershop to give us some feedback. Well, good luck for this afternoon. How do you think the chorus will be feeling as they uh, gaze down upon those expectant faces in those uh, rows of seats? In them? I, I think they'll be feeling uh, nervous, excited, um, thinking through a lot of things. They'll probably be processing a little bit of the, the learning that we'll have had from uh, David Sangster during the afternoon and uh, excited, I think, overall. Emma, good luck. Thank you. A bit of feedback is great to see because it all helps us to improve on our performance for Las Vegas. And with that... Well, a tiny ripple of applause is better than none, but actually the audience was asked to hold fire while the chorus practised walking on stage. Nothing was being left to chance. We'll get back to the actual set in a moment, but Vocal Dimension weren't the only group to premiere this afternoon. Among their guests were a brand new non-barbershop choir of people, many of whom have a variety of disabilities and have just taken up singing. Some were also signing their lyrics. Hi, my name's Alex Lua and I'm the director of the Include Choir. I'm Valerie Spencer and I'm the administrative sister. Okay. Start with you then, Alex. Um, just, just tell us a little bit about the Include Choir. The idea for the Include Choir came about actually a couple of years ago. I'm a speech and language therapist by background and I work with people with learning disabilities. And I felt that maybe people weren't getting much of a chance to sing... Um, and take part in music generally uh, of a good standard. So we started by singing carols at Christmas, um, and then in May, while I was on maternity leave, I had a little bit more time on my hands, believe it or not, and thought I should start this every week. So starting in May, we set up every week. The idea is to promote communication, so good communication. So we use signs, we use objects. We try and make sure that everyone is really participating in the choir. And anybody can join. It's for people with and without disabilities, with and without communication disabilities, visual impairments, whatever, the more the merrier. It looks a great deal of fun. Yes, it is. I really enjoy it very much, and I think the rest of them do as well. 
what, what do you get out of it? What's the best bit for you? It's a lot of fun. We have some laughs at the beginning of the beach month. We have a big sing and we have certificates. So, um, Star of the Month. And I, I'm one of those that got Star of the Month and a few others got Star of the Month as well. Well, congratulations. It, 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 is it something you found quite easy to get into? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, I find it very interesting, very um, therapeutic, very, a lot, a lot of fun. Alex, tell us about the link with Vocal Dimension. The idea when we started was we're trying to give people a, who maybe don't have the chances that everybody has to take part in the good stuff in life. The idea is to promote social inclusion, so every month I try and invite a local choir I have to say, sadly, we don't get a lot of responses from my emails, but Valerie did respond to my email, and the very first big sing that we had, they came along, they shared their songs with us, we learnt some songs from them, they learnt some signs from us. Uh, We had, of course, tea, biscuits, and also cake, which is a big part of the big sing, and the choir got such a lot out of it, um, and we learn from them, we learn how to be better singers, which is is what the choir's all about. Tell, tell us about singing and signing at the same time, because that's something I, I, I know a lot of us would find quite hard. I'd certainly find it quite hard. I find it quite hard to sing from a sheet and sign at the same time. But I'm learning, because I look at people, see what they're doing, and I follow them at the moment. Well, congratulations on your... I think this is your first public performance, wasn't it? Yes, it is. So where can we see the Include Choir next? So our next performance is on Sunday, the 4th of September. We're singing at Parallel London, which is the first inclusive event to happen at the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. It's a fun run. There's a sensory 1K. Uh, It's open for everybody. And there's a free festival with some amazing acts. And we'll be running a workshop there. And best wishes for that event to the Include Choir. But what of Vocal Dimension and their all-important preparations for Las Vegas? Well, I don't want to give away the whole thing, but let's just eavesdrop on a small part of the contest set, and then we'll get the verdict from members of the audience. Oh, don't Adam and Eve it! Oh, God, blimey, Governor! When you said I won, I nearly fell right off me blooming chair! <laughs> <laughs> Um, the like actions are really good and acting was really good. 
and it was just amazing. And I'm here to support my mum because my mum loves singing, I love singing too. So I've taken after her and I hope to be in their spot one day. Well, we're just saying we loved it. We thought it was really impressive. Um, uh, some great individual performances, really good singing, um, really good production. Uh, we're struggling to find critical things to say. I thought the energy was fantastic. You know, they, they, gave it, they gave it their all, so good on them, and I wish them all the best of luck out in the States. Excuse me, sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm making a, a, a podcast about Barbershop, and I'm looking for some initial audience reaction. So, right. And you're filling in your forms at the moment. We are, are indeed, What yes. are you writing on them? Well, we're hopefully writing positive and um, constructive suggestions. And what, what do you think of the performance? I thought it was amazing. It wasn't what I expected. Um, I liked the story. That completely threw me. I just thought it would be songs. So I liked the story. It re- was a real performance. It was really lovely. I enjoyed it a lot. And what, what sort of constructive things are you writing on your, uh, on, on your form there? Really, a bit unfair because this is a dress rehearsal, but they just need to sharpen up a few things. So it's sharpen up some movements and maybe slightly tweak some of the costumes but nothing too serious Do you both sing yourselves? Um, I sing in some choirs yeah, but not this style at all No, I don't (laughs) sing at all, very badly at home (laughs) Has this encouraged you to maybe have a go? Yes, definitely It looks so much fun and the people involved in it seem to get so much out of it So yes, I would like to, to join a choir that you didn't need to audition for Well, as with most good barbershop events, this one has finished in the pub on a Saturday evening, a beautiful sunny Saturday evening. Uh, Emma Riley is with me once again. In fact, I've just interrupted your fish and chips. Sorry about that. That's okay, no problem. (laughs) I could do with a little break just to let everything settle. So, how was it for you this afternoon? It was brilliant, actually. It was really, really good. What a wonderful audience. Loads of um, uh, good feedback and really good... uh, audience participation what we wanted to do and great to be able to support the include choir and be part of their presentation their first concert which is wonderful and here um, uh, headquarters quartet and uh, the royal harmonics as well brilliant you, you had a great a, a huge amount of support from everyone didn't you fabulous we had friends family and all of these uh, wonderful barbershoppers here again so has it been worth it and if so why it has been worth it because I think, as I was saying to you earlier, it's great to put that kind of um, pressure on ourselves and also get the feedback that only an audience can give you. You only know how things are really going to go when you have live people in front of you and they see what you're presenting and they understand the joy and the message that you're trying to put across. And do you think you'll learn some lessons from this? Definitely, no question about it. Um, lots of different lessons on lots of different levels. Costuming and uh, timing and uh, vocally and musically. Yeah, absolutely. Presentation-wise too. Well, it's always nice to end a podcast with a glass of beer in hand. My thanks to the members of Vocal Dimension, the Include Choir, the Royal Harmonics Chorus and to David Sangster for their time. And of course, thanks to you for listening. In our next podcast, starting a quartet from scratch, we'll hear about the members of Headquarters as their new quartet prepares for its first Babs prelims. Uh, Babs Harmony College happens at the end of August, and in October, Labs, the latest association of British barbershop singers, will hold a convention to conclude an eventful 40th anniversary year. But for now, let's play out with an inspiring rendition of the song Lean On Me, featuring the combined voices of Vocal Dimension and the new Include Choir. 
from me, John Beasley. Until the next time, bye-bye.